0: Coordinates and I just looked up every verse in the Bible on abomination, abominable, and so forth, and I kind of got shocked at all the stuff God said is an abomination to Him. So we just to look at that tonight. And uh, but an abomination is something that is something that God hates with extreme hatred. Amen. So I want you to think about it. An abomination is something that God hates with extreme <laughs> hatred and detestation. God abhors it. If he says it is an abomination to him, he is not, that's very strong language. And what you'll find out that even in the, in the context of a passage of scripture where he mentions it, he mentions other things and he doesn't say that about them. Other things may be wicked. They may be evil. They may be wrong, but he doesn't call it an abomination. Uh, But there are many things that God calls an abomination. Now, so what I'm going to say here tonight is this is, Pay attention to this. If you want to grow in the Lord and you're serious about your walk with God, pay attention to this tonight and think about your home, your family, your own personal life. And make sure and say, God, take any abominations out of my life. Anything that I'm doing that you describe in your word that's an abomination to you, Lord, help me to stop it, put it away from me. I don't want to be doing or participating in stuff that's an abomination that would bring your extreme hatred on me and my family or to me as an individual. Now, I don't know how long ago it's been, Brother Jim Landis brought a message out of Malachi. And he addressed this to some extent. And it's ex- Jim, it's extreme disgust. God, It disgusts God, right? And sick. makes God sick. I mean, it, it just, he hates it. And I, I've looked up, uh, uh, it, by the way, in all of your homes, you ought to get you a, a Webster's 1828 Dictionary. Uh, because that is the dictionary that America was uh, uh, was. It was ushered in out of the Great Reformation and the definitions in it are primarily biblical definitions. He'll always bring in scripture references to a word to define it. So you look at that. So anyway, we're going to take off tonight in Exodus chapter 34 and I'm just going to let them put up in all the Bibles here. It says that ye should say "Thy servants' trade hath been about cattle from our youth even now, both we and also our fathers that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen. Now here's the situation. The people of Israel are captive as they were saved. Moses has come down. Uh, or he's going to come down there later and get him, But they're here with Joseph and stuff. And they're talking about this. For, oh, here's a great, great principle you need to understand. You see, there's some things that are not just an abomination to God. There's some things that are abomination to the world concerning us. Right. And you need to understand it. Watch this statement. Every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Now, this is a launch out verse that's not really... Focused on what we're going to talk about the rest of it, but there's something you need to know. What is the shepherd? And pastors, you know, we have a chief shepherd, a good shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's an abomination to the Egyptians. Right. The Jesus of the Bible is an abomination to the Egyptians, which is a picture of the world. Egypt is always a picture of the world. Preachers of the word of God are an abomination to this world. Right. They detest it. They hate preachers. I mean, uh, uh, some of the things I've had said to me, it's just, and it's all about being a preacher. Because you're a preacher. I mean, it's an abomination. Sean, you will be an abomination to this world. If you preach the word of God, they will hate you. They hated Jesus. He was an abomination to those people. John the Baptist was an abomination to this world. Now, we're going to take off. We're going to look at what God calls an abomination. Leviticus 8, verse 21. You might want to write these down. You can certainly turn to them if you'd like to. Leviticus chapter 8. And all we're going to do is just look at these passage of scriptures and see what is an abomination uh, to the Lord. Leviticus chapter 8 and verse number 21. Leviticus chapter 8 and verse number 21. Well, boy, I mean, I, I may be off already. Am I right? Eight twenty-one. Surely to goodness I didn't get that bad off to start with. Well I've got the wrong reference right off the bat. But let me tell you what it is. I missed the verse there somewhere, but what it is is touching the first time God mentioned about abomination it's touching unclean stuff. Huh? Chapter seven. Chapter seven, verse twenty one. Chapter seven verse. 20. Yeah, thank you. All right, it's abominable. Now what's you say, why does God say don't touch unclean stuff? Well, you always take the, the physical and the material that God's speaking about and transfer it over to the spiritual. God, does, God says when you and I, are t- uh, when they were, t- he didn't want them to touch unclean stuff. There's a practical application of that. Disease and so forth and like that. You want to be careful about spreading diseases, all right? Yeah. Well, God, you take that to the spiritual aspect. God does not want you and I touching the unclean. Stay away from stuff that's unclean. Amen. Pornography. Yeah. False doctrine, yeah. just garbage of the world. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you hang around well, anyway, you hang around stuff, you'll get be just like it. Right. God knows that, and He doesn't want He doesn't want your soul and your mind and your heart contaminated. There are some things that might not all, you might think, well, they ain't all that bad, but it can contaminate your mind. Yeah. And God says, don't touch the unclean stuff. Let's see if I can hit it better the next time. Leviticus chapter 11, and I want us to go to verse number 10. Leviticus chapter 11, verse number 10. Let me just ask you tonight, let's have a Bible class. What's some unclean things that you shouldn't touch? False Bible, animal, Dead animal. Dead animal? Spiritually speaking, too. What? Touch. Perverted Bible. What's some things you shouldn't touch? Huh? Worldly music. music. Stay away from stuff that's unclean. Stay away from stuff that's unclean. You know, we don't have to go through a big list tonight, but if you're the Holy Spirit's dwelling within you and you can sense when the Holy Spirit's saying that's not clean. That's not clean. Stay away from it. God says that unclean stuff is an abomination to him and he hates it. And we ought to hate that which God hates. Leviticus chapter 11, verse number 10. The Bible said, uh, here it goes into unclean animals again. He said, verse number 10 there, and have not fins, scales, and seas, and rivers, and all all so forth like that. They shall be an abomination unto you. They shall be even an abomination to you. You shall not eat of their flesh, but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. And he goes down through. There are some unclean animals that God calls abomination. I'm not interested in eating snakes. Now, I know in the New Testament, I can, I can, with prayer and Thanksgiving, I can eat anything, right? But I'm not interested in eating a snake. I'm not even interested in eating a rat. And there's unclean animals. And God said they're abomination. Those, stay away from unclean animals. Now, I take that to a spiritual application. Do not eat and partake. Don't, here, first thing is don't touch it. But sure, don't eat it. Don't consume it into your mind. Unclean stuff, nasty stuff, filthy stuff, dirty jokes, unclean jokes, unclean conversation, unclean activities. There are times when you're going to have to take your kids and leave a place. I can tell you that. There's going to be times you guys say, kids, we're leaving. We're going. Um, I went to a show at Branson one time, but it was Andy Williams. I called down there. There's people in vice school and they did it innocently. They they had no ill, nothing about it and no ill intent. And they were, there was a Christmas program and they said, Reggie, want not you and Karen come with us? We're going to go down to Andy Williams. We want to buy you guys tickets and go in there. And uh, and they they literally ask him, you know, is there anything in this that's, you know, unclean, not right? Oh, this is family oriented. It's so clean. It's so nice. Everything's just, and so, and and I called down. Oh, no, this is you know, so we go and we get and it was pretty good for about 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden the whole show changed and they literally had a woman in wild with wild music undressed nearly down to her underwear in front of that whole crowd. <coughs> and I just looked at Karen and I said, and we got got and left. Now, that don't make me holy. I ain't spiritual. I'm not above that kind of thing. I just knew in my heart. I, I knew they had children that I knew what I did or didn't do in that situation was going to affect somebody's life. But we just, we just got up and marked out. And real, those people felt so hurt. So they said, Reggie, we didn't mean to bring you into this. I said, hey, I know it's not your fault. They lied to us. They told us it was not unclean. And I'm telling you, like, if God says stuff is don't, t- don't touch it, don't consume it. Don't consume stuff that's unclean. Now listen to me. God says it's an abomination to him and he hates it. And we're going to find out later how he deals with abominations. And it's not funny. Okay, let's go to Leviticus 18. Take your Bibles, mark these or write them down so you can have your home Bible study with it. Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is what? Abomination. Abomination. God hates it with extreme hatred. In fact, what did God do with with Sodom and Gomorrah? He blowed them off the face. He burnt them. I mean, I'm talking about total, total, absolute destruction. It was an abomination. And I'm telling you tonight, I hate to say, it hurts my heart to say this, but America has become an abomination to God. If you think for a minute that God is up there going, well, this is America and I'm going to treat them different than Sodom and Gomorrah, you're kidding yourself. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, Abraham, he was willing to spare Sodom and Gomorrah yeah. if there were enough righteous people in it. And God's not out. Oh, I hope they get so nasty I can destroy him. That's not God. Right. God is long suffering. He's merciful. He wants to have mercy upon America. But if we keep moving in this abomination and approving it and, and normalizing it, right. let me just tell you, all you families, every individual, I will never normalize Sodomy. Never. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you a something. There's a lot of other Immor- immorality and the immoral sins that are listed in this passage of scripture and God does not call it abomination.
1: Good.
0: I'm going to tell you a little something. David committed adultery. Yeah. God, didn't call God didn't blow Jerusalem off the face of the earth over that.
1: Right. Right.
0: That doesn't mean God approved of it, right. but there are some things that are such an absolute sin against God's design and purpose that he says it's abomination and you ought to watch that. Now, you listen to me. I don't care what you're watching on TV. I don't care what you, somebody's telling you. God says that stuff and is abomination. And you better, it better be an abomination to you, too. That does not mean you hate people. Right. It does not mean that you're better than they are or nothing of that nature. But I'll tell you right now, you better make sure that whatever God says that he hates, that conduct, he hates it. And he hated and he so much so that he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, and he's going to deal with us as Americans. Now, go to Leviticus chapter 20, verse number 13. Say, here it is again. If a man also lie with mankind as he lies with the woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death, their blood shall be upon them.
1: Amen.
0: Abomination. Amen. It's an abomination. Uh, moral, moral perversion is an abomination to God. In verse number chapter 20, verse number 25, you should, watch verse 25. Ye shall therefore put difference between clean beast and unclean, between the unclean, fowl, and the clean. You shall not make your souls abominable by beast <coughs> or by fowl or any manner of living thing that creepeth on the ground which I have separated unto you. And God deals with this thing of separating the clean from the unclean. All right, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. We'll be looking at several passages of scripture here in verse number 25. Verse number 25. The graven images of your gods you shall burn with fire. Thou shalt not desire the silver or gold that is on them, nor take it unto thee, lest thou be snared therein. For it is an abomination to the Lord thy God. Watch verse 26. Thou shalt not bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be be a cursed thing like it. But thou shalt utterly what? Detest it. There's what? He's expressing abomination. God's attitude, utterly detested. Give me an example of something you could bring in your house that would be an abomination. Idols. Idols, huh? Videos.
1: I can say anything from another religion. There there were people who brought objects. Even one guy said he found an arrowhead. He brought
0: it into his house and he's had all kinds of problems ever since that. I'm just telling you this. <clears throat> abomination in your home, I, I, I'm just going to be on For me, I don't know about you, but for me a television running all the time is an abomination to me. Man. I go into people's houses and they've got that TV. I, I go into business place, TV's on. I'm, I'm, I look at it and I listen for it for about five seconds and it's like, it's like how do they do this?
1: Yeah.
0: How could you not have your mind so poisoned by this stuff going on? I'm telling you, I'm not trying to. Listen, we're we're just looking at the Word of God. You let the Holy Spirit guide you tonight. But for me to have a TV running in my house, it just would be an abomination. It's full of filth, full of stuff against God. The the, the phone, right here. That can be more of an abomination because at least the TV might be where the rest of the family could sit. If you're not careful, this phone's all by yourself. Don't bring an abomination into your house. He's talking about idol stuff. People will get these little Buddha statues and all this kind of junk like that. Get all that stuff out. It might be some old music that you've got. Get that abomination out. God, if it's an abomination, get it out of your house. He said detest it. Uh, We'll go to Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 31. Deuteronomy chapter 12 and verse 31 Thou shalt not do so unto the Lord thy God, for every abomination to the Lord which he hateth, they have done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. Now, this may be hard for you to grasp hold of here, but before the children of Israel went into the land of Canaan, the land, people of the land of Canaan had, had child sacrifice. And they offered their own children to the god Moloch. And they had these great elaborate ceremonies. Sometimes when there would be many, many babies in one ceremony that would be offered to their pagan gods. And they put their children, it's called putting, and believe it or not, King Solomon began later to participate in, pa- in making their sons and daughters pass through the fire. That was a physical, th- this is the, the paganism and the idols. I'm just going to tell you right now. You put a, you put a, uh, you, you, if you ever go by a church quote and you see these statutes out in the lawn of the church, yeah. Yeah. you walk in some of these churches and there's images. Yeah. Yeah. That's an abomination. Amen. God says it's an abomination to him. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Don't bring any images and so forth into your house. I would check your house out. And I'm not talking about going crazy or getting off the deep end, but just, you know, if something you say, this, this is an abomination. This is unclean. You see the pattern. What God's saying starts off with don't touch the unclean, don't consume the unclean. And then just, and he begins to detail to you what is unclean and to stay away from it and get it out of your house. Get it out of your life. Well, uh, child sacrifice. This goes further than that. Abortion is basically the same, same thing. It's almost amazing that saline is used as an abortion uh, deal and it burns, literally burns the child to death. It's called saline abortion. America's made her put past its children through the fire.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll give you another one. We're making children right now. I'll tell you, it burns me off. I'm sorry. And I know that a lot of people think I'm too rough and maybe I don't have a good spirit. I don't know. But I'll tell you, it burns me off that these kids have got to be passed through the fire of the educational system in this country Amen. and subjected to the garbage that they're subjected to. And I'll tell you another thing, it's, it's absolutely insanity that we allow these drag queen shows to be put on in front of our kids and bring them into our schools and our library. I'll tell you, that's a sin and that's wickedness and it ought not be done. The state of Tennessee has passed a law now against it. Arkansas is working on it hard and it ought not be done. It ought not be legal. To let that filth and that nastiness and that abomination, I'm going to tell you, the nastiest, that's about the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And you know what I really believe? I believe our forefathers would have done something about it. Yeah. We're such a nation of candies, yeah. Yeah. sissies. We think it's, we think it's spiritual just to act like, well, everybody does their own thing and I shouldn't judge. Yes. Uh, it, it's sort of like our world right now in the United States and everywhere is just like Egypt was. The only difference is that they're doing it slowly. Yeah. It says a little bit of leaven, of Leaven, the- whole lump. whole lump. And, and, and basically... It's before our eyes, and, and, and as Christians, compared to Paul to Paul and all the other disciples, people are not standing up for what's right. in the school system is the beginning of, just like Egypt, passing them through yeah. one by one. And, and we know it from experience. Our, our children, were, our grown children, we put them the public schools. They needed friends. They needed all those things. And basically, they were put in the field. Passed through the fire. Yes. Yeah. Exactly, and so God woke us up to it, like, "Hey, hold on! Yeah. Are you sacrificing your kids, or did I give them to you to raise?" Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's exactly we got to get to it. I'm, I'm, there's so much, and then you're also entering into extreme spiritual warfare at that point. You got You're on a whole ne- another level. But let's try to keep going here on this thing. The child sacrifice in twelve thirty-one, in chapter thirteen, verse number fourteen. Chapter 13, verse number 14, uh, talking about here about serving other gods in verse 13. Thou, shalt thou inquire, make search, and ask diligently. Behold, it shall be truth, and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you. And what he's talking about is that w- w- serving other gods. And boy, I tell you what, if that ain't all over America, I don't know what is. The gods of money, and the gods of fame, and the gods of pleasure, and the gods of immorality, and they just, it's just, pat- just serving other gods. God says it's an abomination. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse number 1. Thou shalt not sacrifice unto the Lord. You know. Now, here we're going to start getting a little closer to home. Thou shalt not sacrifice unto the Lord thy God any bullock or any sheep wherein is blemish or any ill favoredness, for that is an abomination, Lord thy God. Now, this goes back to Malachi, where Jim was at there, and, he talked, and here's what happens. God says, See, the Old Testament people were to bring their sacrifice, and they were to bring a lamb without blemish and without spot. They were to bring the very best lamb they had. And he says over here, if you bring your blemished and your sick cattle or sheep to be sacrificed, it's an abomination to me. What's the principle here? What's the spiritual principle and application of your life? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You put God first, you give God your best. You give God the first things of your life. You don't bring God up along the rear and say, I'll give you (laughs) what's left over. By the way. Seek thy creator in the days of thy youth. You don't wait till you're old to try to serve God. You Amen. give him the best, your best years, not your leftover years. Amen. And, and, and everything about like God is to have our very best. Amen. And if we bring something that's left over, it'd be like me having to say, if I got 20 kids out here and I want to give one to God, so there's one old kid. He's sorry. He ain't made right. He, nah, he, he's sick looking thing. I'll just give him to God. God says, that's an abomination to me. Amen. Don't give me your leftovers. Amen. Don't give me your trash. Don't give me your junk. Give me the best you have. God deserves it, right? Amen. Heaven gave its best. We ought to give God our best. And uh, he says, you bring, that, you bring that ill-favored and blemished stuff, he said, it's abomination unto the Lord. Well, uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter uh, 18. And uh, I'm telling you, this is good stuff right here. I need to get a hold of this, so much of this going on. Chapter 18, verse number 9. When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. He said, now I I put them people out and I let you have that land, I give them that land to you, but you don't do like they did. There shall not be found among any of you that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire. That's that Moloch's child sacrifice stuff or that uses divination. What's divination? Witchcraft. Witchcraft, It's it's, It's fortune telling. Yeah. Somebody supposedly knows the future. Yeah. Observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. God says that stuff's an abomination to him. What you're looking for is guidance in life through somebody besides God. Look at verse number 11 or a charmer or consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. Now, I'm just going to tell you something. Necromancer is what that guy was doing this morning. I was telling you about who went to a grave. And had prayer with the with quote with the dead bad, bad stuff and and now the whole all United States is watching the movie and thinks it's great where are we at I 'm so sick of people telling me judge not that you be not judged the Bible says judge righteous judgment There's a difference between judging somebody because you hate them and you want bad for them and judging them with the truth of God's Word. Righteous judgment is judgment from the Word of God. If it's wrong from the Bible, it's wrong. I don't care if it's your grandma. If it's wrong, it's wrong. You don't do that. And I'll just tell you right now, stay away from all that stuff. The fortune telling and all that junk and wizardy and, and Harry Potter and all that junk and Ouija boards. If you've got a Ouija board, get that thing. Burn it. Don't give it to somebody. Burn all that junk. Get all that stuff out of your house. If you go on down there in, in uh, chapter um, 18, verse number uh, t- 12. For all that do these things are abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. God says these abominations in our lives have consequences. Yeah. They have consequences. They bring curses upon people's lives. All right, let's go to chapter um, uh, 20 and verse number 18. Chapter 20, verse number 18. This is wild. Now, he's talking about the law of warfare when they come into the land there in chapter 20 and all about that and what to do with these people and and how what what and look at verse number 18 what it says that they teach you not to do after their abominations Now what's the key here God is telling his people do not allow the pagan and the heathen and the unbelievers to teach your children anything Amen Amen You do not allow the heathen to teach your children Amen. God says it, watch this if you do it's an abomination to me and I don't blame God for that. Amen. What on earth would, would, would be the idea of a, of a Christian home allowing the heathen to educate their children, to teach their children? That's, that's nonsense craziness.
1: Amen.
0: And God says "They that, that they teach you not to do after their abominations. Now you listen to me. It, you don't have to hunt for this. It's all over Facebook and all those places. Every week, let me just tell you something. When I sat in school over here, I had a woman science teacher and she, she taught sex education in that class. And I'm going to tell you right now, it was an abomination. There's nobody that needs to be teaching your children sex education.
1: Amen.
0: You can get all that you want from the Bible if you'll just read your Bible. It's, it, and it'll tell you right and it'll tell you in the right context about it. God said that's an abomination. If you teach anything taken out of God's word, it becomes an abomination. You're teaching pagan, heathen concepts and God says that's an abomination to me. When somebody's teaching evolution to a child, that's an abomination to God. He's saying you're letting the heathen and the pagan teach your children. Don't do that. It's an abomination to God. I'm going to be honest with you. When I see the school bus drive by and my heart grieves Amen. for those kids. Amen. I don't hate them. I don't, I, I love them, but it grieves my heart. You got these kids bouncing on the school bus and they're just being told, go listen to what you're taught and believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen.
0: And now you've got all these stupid books and every week, I mean, this week there's a little boy, six, a sixth grade boy. He, is, he, he, he had been given a book by his teacher and I'm not, can't even go where this is at. But his dad then took him to the school board meeting, and had his six-year-old, sixth-grade boy read to the school board what was in this book. Now I'm telling you, it's, it's it's unrepeatable. He was reading straight out of the book, and when I, I will just say this, it's a, it was about the most vile immorality you can nearly imagine to a sixth-grade boy. When the boy got done reading, he told the school board this. He said. And the teacher wanted me to take a book that she said was much more vivid and, than this is. Who's given that boy that book? What's the purpose of it? Now I'm going to tell you something. God is holy. and God said that's an abomination to take a child and teach him that kind of thing. And we better get serious about this. We better get to thinking that we're going to stand before a holy God. And have we allowed abominations to be taught to our children? I'm telling you, it's a serious, serious thing. God told them Israelites, he said, do you do not let those heathen teach your children? It's an abomination if you do. Let's go to, um, boy, by the way, there is some really good news out though. Iowa right now has passed a law that the money follows the parents. Amen. I believe it's 7000 and some dollars per student, per family. And wherever the parents send their kids. And by the way, if you homeschool, yeah. wouldn't that be cool? Amen. Yeah. Oklahoma and it's moving across the country and we need to pray for Missouri. Yeah. We need to pray for Missouri. It'd be the most wonderful thing. To now you talk about making them, making them teachers unions have a have, throw up and vomit. Yeah. They get mad, They're madder than a hornet. Yeah. But hey, what's wrong with the money following the family?
1: Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you another thing. What's wrong with a little bit of competition? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing? That bunch don't want nobody else to have control of the kids, but them. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I always tell you something, brother Ed Waltis and I was in a, uh, Ed, what do you call that jury deal over there? You remember that cocky statement that woman made to me over there in the jury deal? She said, I ain't got no time for Christian schools. They hate us. Don't ever forget that. They hate you with a passion. Number one, here's the first thing they say, well, what's wrong with us if you want to do something different? Right. Second thing is you're taking the money away from us. That's, it. Yeah, that's, it. Right. that's, that's the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's all at. But i tell you what, I, you ought to pray for these states and pray because folks, let me tell you something. The, the chance that we might have of turning this nation around is to take the money away from the educational system. Yeah. yeah. My dad, when he was in, in legislature, always said this. I don't care what kind of bill they pass. The man sitting on the appropriations committee can kill it because if you don't fund it, it'll never go anywhere.
1: Amen. Yeah.
0: i got another question to ask you. Missouri Constitution requires uh, uh, funding of public education. Well, I want to ask you a question. Is the school across the street the only, uh, is, are they just the ones that go there, are they public? Who is public? Everybody.
1: Yeah. We the people.
0: Yeah. Everyone. It's not just the people that go to the public schools. Everybody. That's an interpretation of the Constitution that is wrong. Is. And they've used that interpretation of that Constitution to justify that no money goes to anybody else. But we want your money. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm telling you what, I, we just need to pray. We need to pray because th- there's where the battle is at. I'm telling you, it's where the battle is at. I'll just give you, I'll give you one about this money deal. If we were a denominational church and, and we were required to send 10% of our offerings to the denominational headquarters, which is common, a common thing or more. And that denominational headquarters begins to leading the whole denomination away from the word of God. And you pull out and your money pulls out and you you pull away from that denomination and quit sending them money, did you know that's the best way you can stop them is quit sending them money. You see, everything's a pyramid scheme in the devil's world. It's a pyramid scheme. Send the money straight up to the top. I'll give you one, and this is really funny. This this, This blows my mind. Here's Joe Taxpayer, and the biggest bill on his tax bill will be public schools, right? And that money goes to Washington. And Washington come back to say, you're going to do this and do this and do this. They use your own money and they tell the school board members, if you don't do this, we're going to withhold funds from you. They're using your money to control your education. They're sending it through a pipeline. Stupidest stuff I've ever seen in my life. That's why the brilliancy of letting the money follow the families. Amen. And by the way, if we did this, the achievement level would zoom because of the competition. You know, I mean, how many in here would just want one grocery store, a government public grocery store to go to? Can you imagine what it would be like if we, I've been there. I've been to Russia. The only grocery store we could find was the government grocery store. There wasn't nothing there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, what, what else in this whole world do we do we don't want competition in? Anyway, I'll get off of that. Let's keep trucking. Deuteronomy chapter 20, uh, uh, go to Deuteronomy 22, verse number five. A woman shall not wear that which it changes unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. If I put on, if I put on anything yeah. that pertains to that, to the, uh, a woman, it's an abomination to God.
1: Yeah.
0: Apply it. Be ye hear- doers of the word, not hearers only. The woman shall not wear it. It talks talks to the woman and it talks to the man. Women shall not wear that which pertaineth to a man. God created a male and female and wants a distinction between them. And I'll dare you go back and find your great grandpa and your grandma's pictures and photos and see how they were dressed in this country. Dare you to do it. I'll tell you what we don't have. here. I, I, I'm sorry to say this. This morning, the three Jim's daughters had the same dress on. Not girls, please don't, don't get embarrassed, okay? But they had these real nice dress on, and you know what? I, I looked at them and said, "Well, those girls got." And the first thing crossed my mind: that looks like they look like ladies. Amen. Amen. Did you know that the women in America no longer want to be called a lady? No, they <coughs> Yeah, and they're offended at being called a lady. And let's just play it up further. Men don't want to be called gentlemen either. No,
1: no.
0: You think about your forefathers. When I went to auction school in 1975 in Mason City, Iowa, the first thing the first things they did was teach us to open up, how to open up an auction, and to memorize an uh, uh, open speech. And they always started, "Ladies and gentlemen." Since then, now if you say something about ladies and gentlemen, they think you're a weirdo. Literally, I have done it and watched the crowd's eyes like offended. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest with you. Amen. And It's men's fault. Yeah,
1: yeah. amen.
0: Because we treated we've treated women like trash. Come on, they're just objects of our lust and objects of our, you know. And so women have no respect. So it doesn't shock me that women act like they do toward men because men aren't men anymore. They're not gentlemen. Right. They, they they don't protect women. I I. I you talk about something upside down. All right. You got all this liberal crowd talking about feminist movement and we're going to liberate women. The women's liberation movement. We're going to liberate you from being a mother and being a homekeeper and a raising of children. We're going, to li- we're going to liberate you. At the same time, they want to have Miss America contest right. where all they do is ply and trade upon the nakedness of women.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: It's the hypocrisy. They claim they're going to liberate them, and yet they want it. all they do is use their bodies.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. It's the biggest hypocritical thing. Every advertiser, why do they want some woman on an advertisement that's scantily and sensually and sexually presented?
1: Yeah.
0: It, it's craziness.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, they literally, I'll throw you another one. Liberals are the ones who are pushing abortion. Okay, is it liberating to kill your own child? Here, you know what the whole deal is. In their concept of liberal, liberalization, you don't have to abide by the norms anymore. You can go out and be promiscuous and just filthy and immoral and do all that and kill and, and kill the baby. Liberation, freedom. What on earth? You know? Do you know why? A lot of men like the idea of abortion. Responsibility. No responsibility. Right. Ladies, wake up. They're using you. They're using you. Right. They don't think nothing of you. Ever, all them clowns who harp this women's live and we, we're going to free women's stuff. They're the ones who bring them into bondage. Right. It's just exactly what the Bible said. They, they speak about liberty, but they themselves bring people into bondage. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting all wound up about stuff. Yeah. One of the things have done
1: is de- fast. Now that nowadays the they say you guys. Yeah. A guy used to be a man. What far as I know. Yeah. Now it's you guys.
0: Yeah.
1: And that means women too.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell you something oh, bueno. right now. Hey, pray for the College of the Ozarks. College of the Ozarks has a lawsuit that just now has been presented to the Supreme Court. Did you know that Joe Biden? Joe Biden issued an executive order what was it? Just a little bit after he got in office sworn in that every college and university in the United States has to have bathrooms to accommodate transgenders every. and not only that in this executive order he wrote it applies to all colleges and all universities even if they're religious even if they're not taxpayer funded he demanded that and, if, and so what, what the, the, the decrees that you not only have to have bathrooms that accommodate for anybody to come into them, you have to allow in the dormitories of your college, boys and girls can live in the same college room. You can't stop a boy from saying, I want to be in the girl's dorm. I mean, this thing is it's crazy. Then beyond that, there's penalties, steep, steep financial p- um, penalties and, and, and criminal pen- penalties for, for not doing it, so school of the Ozarks sued and lost in their first deal at the district court. They now are appealing to the Supreme Court of United States of America, and they're saying you have no right to take away our religious convictions. You have no right to impose upon you this stuff. But they're want nowhere. Anybody can go anywhere in any bathroom, anytime, any dorm, anywhere they. Go. And, and if you don't let that happen, then you're in trouble with the United States government. It's an abomination. Let me just tell you what's on. We're in Genesis. I'll preach about it a little bit. God created male and female. The next thing he did, God has the first wedding. And God established marriage in the home. Let me tell you what this whole transgender garbage is all about. It's about spitting in the face of God. It's about spitting everything God does. He perverts it. Now, God created male and female, and he says right now. And ladies, I'm just going to tell you something. I beg of you and men, I'm telling you something. It ain't just women. It's men. You men, I'm going to tell you, the stuff that boys are putting on now looks like queers and sissies. Come on. You got them little, ti- you got them little tidy women slacks deal these boys are wearing around. I'm going to tell you, it ain't right. And then you got your little bun haircuts. Yeah. You're trying to appear like a woman. Getting your little unisex haircut. I'm going to tell you something. In this church, you men are like, I love you. You walk in here purple hair. I'm going to love you. But I'll tell you, don't you th- don't you expect me to like it and put up with it. And you try to influence all the rest of these young men in here with your rebellion in hell. Yeah. Don't expect me to look at you and think it's all right. Yeah. You need to repent. Yeah. Have a man's haircut. Amen. Yeah. Look like a man. Don't be putting on no makeup. Yeah. I tell you what. Wear a belt. Yeah. Yeah. Pull your britches up. Turn your hat around.
1: Amen. Yes,
0: sir. Good having your britches so tight, you know, you can't hardly move in them.
1: Amen.
0: Be a man. Oh, I tell you, like uh, Ronnie Sanders said 30 years ago, he said, we'll never have revival till we have revival manhood. That's yeah. And that's the honest truth. Woman shall not wear that which appertains to a man, neither shall a man put it. It's all that do so, an abomination. I'll just tell you right now, it, isn't it pitiful that a preacher has to preach on this? Right. Yeah, it's just pathetic that you didn't have to bring it up and challenge people to really think about this.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I wanted to give you something this morning. My mom said something that blew me away this morning. I'm having some of the best talks with my mom that I've had in my entire life. And she again this morning talked to me about when her and dad, after they got married, and I believe, I believe they just had their third son, which would be Don Ronnie Steve. And she says he was a little baby, and she said, "Reggie, we got it in our head to go down to Noblet Lake on Sundays." And she says, "We and three or four other couples," she said, "we'd all load up together and go down to Noblet Lake on Sundays." And said we wouldn't go to church. Now I want you to listen to this. She said, "Reggie, my mother coming walking down the road." a quarter mile from my grandma's house down to their house. I said, my grandma, I said, so when she still come, seen her come walking down the road, I already knew what she was coming for. <laughs> why did my mom know what she, why she was coming? Yeah. Guilty conscience.
1: Right.
0: And she said to me, Reggie, my mother, come in and sit down and said, Reet. She said, she always called me Reet. What you're doing is not wrong. What you're doing is not right. There's other days to go to the lake. Yep. And you got, God's giving you the little kids and you Reach, you need to be in church. And my mom stopped she said, You know, Reggie, she said, We all need somebody that loves us enough to tell us the truth. Amen. Amen. And I said to my mother, I said, Mom, it reminds me of the verse where reproof enters into the heart of a wise man, more than a hundred stripes in the back of a fool. Let me just tell you something. When the pastor or your parents or somebody that you know loves you trying to tell you something that's from God's Word, the stupidest thing you'll ever do is puff up and huff up and get mad about it and bull up and say, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to. If God says something that's an abomination, it is an abomination. He hates it. Let's go to Deuteronomy 23, verse number 17. Oh my goodness, we've got to run. Twenty three seventeen. 17. Boy, I tell you what, I don't have things right. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. Thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the price of a dog into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow, for even both them are abomination unto the Lord thy God. Dog in that passage of Scripture referring to a male prostitute. God says, I don't want no money from unclean and illicit and immoral and perverted means. Don't bring, don't bring I'll throw one at you. Don't bring your lottery. Don't, don't play the lottery and bring the tithe. Amen. <laughs> yeah. God says, sacrifice to the wicked is an abomination to him. All right, but here's right here no, whoredom and sodomite and stuff, God says, an abomination to him. And he does not want it. By the way, let me just tell you what's really going on in this country right now. There is a move to normalize perversion and sodomy in the church to say, we love Jesus too. We're Christians. And to get the church just to throw down the flag and let that stuff come into the church. And it's already in a lot of churches, a lot of churches in there. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if this be a fact. I haven't talked to people personally, but I will say I have done some research and it sure looks like it's right. That mostly down at Asbury, That the worship leaders, there were at least eight queers in the worship leading system there. They they are known as a school that's accommodates and welcoming to the blah, blah, blah alphabet crowd. There is a movement, this whole, this movie, Jesus Revolution, I'm telling you, it's all about. It's all about the church taking down the standards of God's word and letting all that come in under the, gu- under the guise of love
1: right. yeah.
0: and acceptance and tolerance. You know, the funny thing is they want us to tolerate their garbage, but they don't want to tolerate the truth. Right. All right. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter uh, uh, 24. Now, and you get in chapter 24. We're talking about marriage here and divorce and remarriage, okay? Verse number, uh, <clears throat> We takes off in verse number one. When a man hath taken a wife, married her, and it come to pass, she found no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanness in her. Now, Jesus talks to him in the New, New Testament about this now. He said, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, gave this to you. But from the beginning, it was not so, all right? But that's what they' here. Let them let him write her a bill of divorcement, giving her hand and send her out of his house. When she's departed out of the house she may go and be another man's wife. If and if the latter husband hate her and write her a bill of divorcement, she must not I don't know what's going on too. She lost two guys in a row there, amen. <laughs> Anyway, a little bit funny and give it to her hand and sendeth her out of his house. Or if the latter husband die, which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife after that she is defiled. That that is an abomination before the Lord and thou shalt not cause any land to sin which the Lord had given her. What's God getting at here? God is wanting to maintain the marriage Vows. vows and the marriage institution. And he doesn't want all this perversion. One well, I'm with this one, I'm with that one, I'm there now, I'm back over here with that one and this one and that one. Yeah. You say, what's God's biblical design? One man, one woman, one lifetime. Amen. Amen. Till death do you part. That, now, let me just tell you, what, what's this all about? Why is there 80% of children in inner cities with, don't even know who their father is? Yeah. Yeah. When you destroy the home and the marriage institution, which is what's all God's going to America right now, you're going to have total, you're going to have total civil collapse. I could preach on that, but it's, it's a mess. <clears throat> but <clears throat> God says that stuff's an abomination. Amen. Anyway, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse number 13. Deuteronomy 25, verse number 13. Thou shalt not have in thy bag, divers' weights and great and small. Yeah. Thou shalt not have in thine house divers' measures are great and small, but thou shalt have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure shalt thou have, that thy days may be lengthened in the land which the Lord thy God giveth. For all that do such things and all that do unrighteously are abomination, the Lord thy God. What's God saying? This deal about divers' weights and stuff was they would buy on the lightweight and sell on the heavyweight. They had two different, they might have looked like the same thing, but they were made out of different metal. Right. They looked the same, they were the same size, but one had heavier material in it. So when they, they bought, they used the light one, and when they sold, they used the heavy one. Yeah. That's cheating people, that's defrauding people. Yeah. Guess what? God says, That is an abomination to me. Amen. You don't cheat people, and you don't use divers' weights. Now, let me throw you one. Jesus took this principle in the New Testament and said, when you're judging somebody and you have a deal with somebody, he said, and you tell him he's got a beam, in the, a, a moat in your eye. He said, you have a beam in yours. Yeah. See the difference, the difference between a beam and a Moat most mote, just like a little bitty splinter. A moat's like a piece of wood. What he's saying is you're judging them with heavier weights. When they sin, it's a lot heavier than your sin.
1: Yeah.
0: This is one of the most dangerous things there is in in our lives is that when I sin, I make it skewed. My sin's kind of light. I just, I have sin light, you know, bud light, (laughs) sin light. My my sin doesn't weigh much, but your sin, Jim, it's heavy. We do that all the time if we're not careful. God says it's an abomination. If you're going to judge that person and say what they're doing, be sure you've looked at your own self about what you're doing and don't have a false measurement and a false weight about it. Be honest about it. Give it, use the same weights with everybody. Yeah. But God says it's an abomination. I mean, anyway, that's why there is in our laws, you see these trucks driving up and down the road in weights and measures? Scale, they come in and check in people's scales. They check grocery stores, livestock markets, everything, truck stops, whole nine yards, because they know that people will cheat if they're not watched on. <clears throat> well, uh, i tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna stop right there, and I'm about halfway through. Yeah.